Okay, I guess we're going. Hi, um, I'm Will, compulsive eater here. Hello, everybody. Um, and I thought what I'd talk about today was um, my step work, this wonderful word step work that I toss around like, like I know what it means. Um, and I urge people, you know, it's funny, I, I'm, um, I have friends who, you know, are in recovery, and I've had enormous respect, mostly alcoholics, and I've always, you know, sort of over the years listened to their stories, and, uh, and I knew that, you know, finding a sponsor and doing the steps is really vital and all that, and then lo and behold, at some point, I realized, hey, guess what, I also have a compulsive disease, and, uh, you know, it's food, and, uh, guess what? Now I have to give myself the same talk, you know? And um, I think maybe it's a similar story to a lot of people that I, I got into OA and did the meetings and thought, well, I'm never going to get that deep into this, you know? I'll just I'll just go do the odd meetings, you know? And then, of course, like maybe some of you guys, I also found my way to secular pretty quickly. I just kind of immediately thought, oh, hang on, there are secular meetings, I'll go do those, you know? And, um, and then I guess at some point, I started to panic and think, um, well, you know, the, the steps I, I learned later, there are as many versions of the steps as there are um, uh, food plans, thank goodness. And uh, my favorite version of the steps, uh, the very first one, I'm not making this up. Uh, you guys really know this stuff better than I do know this is true. Originally, there were six of them. And, and Bill's first step was, we admitted we were licked. <laughs> And I've actually seen an earlier version of, of the six steps, originally the six ones, which the first step is literally, I'm licked, you know, and and um, I was licked, guys. I was just licked. What can I say? And so um, I thought I'm going to need some more. And I had this sort of for a while, and I guess it still is one of my mottos is more away, you know, because this is what got my weight down. And um you know, I was in some medical issues with doctors calling me and stuff like that happening. So, um, you know, OA works. So what might save my ass here, because I'm licked, is more OA. So I thought, great, I'll just get a sponsor, you know. And of course, there were thousands of people out there dying to be my sponsor. I'll just go get the first one who's volunteering. And of course, it's not that easy. You have to, suddenly you're like, whoa, you know, this is a big deal getting a sponsor. So I had to go find a sponsor. And Thank goodness at some meeting, somebody was like available to sponsor. And I just, I think I jumped on it. You know, I don't even think I let the meeting end. I probably, you know, just wrote that text three seconds later. Hey, I need a sponsor, you know, um, with very little idea what I was getting into. Um, I was going to do my step work, you know, in, in little, little inverted air quotes or whatever here, inverted commas, as they say in, in the UK. Um, so anyway, what is step work? And I, all, all I can tell you guys is what my step work was. Um, and I think this today is my 12th step. So I have just finished, if, as if you ever finished, <laughs> my step work. Hi, guys, you're my 12th step. So, um, well, here it is. This is what Will did for his steps. Um, it took me a little over a year, I think, to do it. I don't know, I, something like that. Step one. Well, this is the I'm licked. So um, I was good and licked because I really got into this one. Um, I found a sponsor and... Um, I'm eternally grateful to that person. And um, and the first thing we, she said to me was, don't stand me up. You know, if you want to do this, let's do this. But, you know, show up. And I thought, well, that's me. I show up. So I'll, I'll show up, you know. And um, I guess, all right, the way I, I, believe it or not, I used to be a lawyer. And so the way I did my first step, 
at least I, yeah, talking it over, this sort of made sense to me was as a prosecutor and then a defense attorney. And then the, the judgment of the court, that's literally how I did this. And I hold this up as a table with three columns. And those are the three columns. And there's two tables, actually. There's will is powerless over food. And then there's the second table. Will's life has become unmanageable. And I, I guess I'll just read you little samples of what this sounds like. But, you know, you are always thinking about food. Sometimes you can't focus on reading because you're thinking about a snack. There's a loaf of French bread in the kitchen. You'll think about it until it's eaten or tossed out. And then the defense says, everybody loves food. I'm just hungry. I'm not as bad as plenty of other ordinary people. And then the judgment of the court is normal people don't think about food all the time. And you're not hungry. You just ate. You're powerless. And um, it kind of goes on from there. You know, I, I eat, you eat quickly. Crazy thoughts, you know. Um, if there's a bakery, you obsess about going in and buying something. Um, some of this stuff in here is pretty heavy and it gives you some insight into what I was facing, you know, when I did this first step, like the judgment of the court, I, my, the defense is my whole family's like that. It's normal. And the judgment of the court was your brothers are compulsive overeaters. Your father died overweight at 53. Your younger brother is probably 80 pounds overweight. Your older brother, at least 40 or 50 pounds. They're suffering. So this was, you know, I was getting real here with myself and, and I think my sponsor at some point said something along the lines of if you glue, you know, if you tape this to the refrigerator, it would stop you in your tracks. It's got to be that strong. Like, don't kid with yourself because you're going to go back and forth. This first step is a big step, man. It's it's a it's a doozy, the first one. And, you know, under that was all the I'm powerless over food under the unmanageable stuff. I just wrote, you know, your GP, Dr. Goo, was alarmed. She She said that. She ordered blood tests every month, kept adding increasing medication, and warned you about your numbers, the risk of pancreatitis and heart disease. And the defense is it can be managed with medication. Everyone takes that stuff at your age, which I had told myself that was true, you know? And the judgment of the court was medication clearly wasn't cutting it. Your eating is killing you. And some of these are hard, you know? This last one, my friend Diatima, when she was dying of cancer, she told you, frankly, you were fat because she cares about you, wants you to try to knock you into awareness as she would with her own sons. And I, this is the defense counsel here. It was rude of her and snobbish. And the fact is I told her I'm fat, but happy, Diatima. And she died of colorectal cancer, probably because she ate so much meat and smoked meat. So she was no one to talk, you know? And then the judgment of the court was, you're not happy when you're fat, you hate it. You feel powerless and frustrated and miserable. You loved her, and you're still ashamed of how you reacted. So I was already going into my past there. You know, I was already digging up some old stuff. So I had a little taste of what was coming, you know. Sorry, guys, I'm a talker, but I'm also a crier, so I'm just going to grab some dishes here. I had a bunch of people try to tell me. Good friends were trying to tell me. And I ignored them. Step two. Um, did a lot of work to figure out what a higher power is. What on earth is a higher power? It sounds so crazy and flaky. And Jesus is a secular. Oops, not Jesus. Somebody else. Um, so, you know, what the heck is this going to do for me? And, and of course, my sponsor hit it right on the nail. She just said, that, you know, it's what you need it to be. And um, my first higher power I suggested was, well, it's a tough-ass drill sergeant who's going to say, stop beating well. But, but she said, I don't think that's any kind of recovery. I'd recognize this recovery. 
which shook me down in my boots because I had I, I really thought that was recovery. I thought recovery was you just steeled yourself and got really, really hard ass, but it wasn't. It was exactly the opposite. And so my second step came out as a poem. It's called Too Good to Be True, and I'll read you a little of it. First piece of it is, I believe in a power greater than myself. My higher power is a loving mother, not mom. That word throbs like a bruise. Loving mother is all and ever not mom. No hurt, no criticism, only acceptance, making space to heal together with honesty. Higher power doesn't counsel willpower. She emanates empathy. She's not God. No fancy words, no spirit guide, just friend. No praying, we talk. She heals, I can be broken. I heed her words, bow to sensei, but she listens as well with wise eyes. Man mansek, she says in Cantonese, the language of my husband, of love. Slow, slow, eat. Slow down, loads of time. Take my time, there's enough time this time. When I need to cry, she's there. I can be not smartest, be needy child, be hate myself, be me, she's there. I can be mom never loved me, she's there. I can be dad never noticed me, she's there. Part two, she can restore my sanity. She can restore me to sanity. And I put a little note at the bottom just because I'm that compulsive. The word sanity derives from the Latin word sanus, meaning sound, healthy. The word sanity is used in OA, as used in OA, means sound, irrational thinking, and acting. So I've done some thinking about what sanity meant. And I, I came for the vanity, but I stuck for the sanity, right? <laughs> you all know that one. She can restore me to sanity. When the cravings arrive, my higher power is there too, says it's time to heal. Sit here beside me. Let me hold you. I know, I know. Then it comes like light. I can breathe again. Acceptance, love. She's everything I need to be okay. Exactly what I need. Exactly what I've needed. No more cravings. Too good to be true. I love the sound of her voice. So that was my higher power. You know, who'd have thought? I pretty much, beginning when I was starting my step work, I thought, well, that'll never work for me. <laughs> but I reached food neutrality. It was kind of incredible. Like I literally wasn't reaching for the food. That voice that always won wasn't winning when this other voice was there with me. And so step two was, was an, God, I'm only at two. Gosh, guys, how many minutes we got left? But um, so that was a big one. Step three, I made a decision to entrust my will and my life to the care of the collective wisdom and resources of those who have searched before me. You know, that's that was it. And I wrote this poem, and this time, well, first of all, I found in, in, in the meantime that my, my luck, right, my sponsor turned out to be a fantastic poet. She sent me one of her poems, which is, she's really a poet, you know, like I was thinking, oh my God, I've got a published poet as a sponsor. <laughs> so I made it a little harder to write poetry, you know. <laughs> I mean, she's really a poet. I was like, holy crap. But um, anyway, so I took another dive, and what came out was a lot of fear, you know. I mean, I'll give you, a, it, I called it my pink cloud because I was on a pink cloud and that was the joke sort of. Um, 
This depth's principle is faith. Remind me, faith in what? If nothing else, perhaps the fear that got us here, the fear that kept me going to the gym for 20 years, the fear that made me starve and toe the line until I didn't, a point where further fear so helpfully appeared. Fear not, here's more fear, the fear that got me there. Elio, my infant son, I mustn't die too soon. How convenient that they offer OA meetings on Zoom. In case of fire, break glass, pull lever. This isn't fear, it's terror. That was the poem that came out of me. I mean, it goes on and on. This is no kidding. I need this to avert ugly death. Cloud or no cloud, it's time to head west. Idaho beckons. She has what I want. I'm coming to get it. <laughs> All right. I had a Westerner for, for, a, for a sponsor. And she said to me once again, this isn't recovery. This is no recovery I recognize as such. And I thought, I've... I've, I've driven off their path here you know i've gone the wrong way with this first of all i'm no poet and second of all um this isn't about scaring the crap out of yourself that i can do alone i was doing a really good job of doing that i grew up with the crap scared out of me and um so anyways i did another step three and uh the new step three was in good old-fashioned prose you know um i'm a prose writer darn it and I started to deal with a whole lot of stuff in very straightforward prose. Um, I read a couple of these. Um, my recovery is for me. My step work doesn't have to be the best or impress anyone or be a poem or a 10 page chart or get published and shared. It's private and it's mine. And I want it to be honest and real and no bullshit. I start with truth and end with it too. These are just statements that I wrote. I just, I got up in the middle of the night sometimes and was just hammer one out, you know. There is no greater triumph than feeling good about myself, not because of acquisitions or recognition, but because I have come to like myself, to accept and feel at peace with myself. Those are from today's for today. And I, as I type this out, this is my pledge for this. I am responsible. I feel good about myself because I've decided to like myself and I do like myself. I've always felt I was a good person because I take care of others. I can also be a good person because I take care of myself. That's an achievement worth celebrating. These were breakthroughs for me. I've never written anything like this before. And I wrote at the end, I'm not going to condescend to recovery. It's not therapy, but it's equal or greater in effect. This is change in the magnitude of a sea change. For two nights in a row, God, I didn't realize I'd even written this. I've had insomnia, which I never have. Last night, my husband woke up to me crying and thrashing, which I never have done before. I have no memory of it. One night of insomnia was spent writing angry imaginary letters to my sponsor, essentially yelling at her in my head. I forgot about this. Just stop beating me up. Another sleepless night was spent missing my little son terribly while painstakingly, lovingly rerunning all the time we spent together the past few days in my head. I think at that point, I was thinking a lot about my little boy and, and just living for him. And that was really huge for me. And, and my sponsor pointed out, well, if you love him so much and you take care of him, why don't you maybe take some of that parenting and apply it to your own child, you know, and yourself. And so that was a big breakthrough for me. All right, step four was a huge chart, great big monster chart. And frankly, it was just a dump. It really was. It was just a data dump. It was everything I could think of, letting go of old behaviors. And I just wrote down thousands and thousands. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. This is Five minutes. Oh, boy. All right, so I'm going to sum up quick here. Um, so at the end of that long chart, what came out of it was a whole lot of painful past stuff. And so what that led to was a whole lot of, writing letters um, to people in my past. And so I have got, God, man, I must've written 15 or 20,000 words of letters to people in my past. And um, to me, somehow or other that worked. I just wrote these letters to people who are gone, people in my, just 
The weird thing is, well, I'll, I'll sum it up quick. I got to step seven, which was the meditations, and all of it boiled down to three principles. I do not need to self-isolate. I do not want to compulsively overeat, and I am not a bad person. And um, this is folded in two because it's been sitting on my desk right there in front of me ever since. And it's been that important to me to, to own that. I'll put it back there where it belongs. And some of these letters, I'll give you one. I wrote to, um, this is written to, uh, here. this is the boy dying in the bed. That was next door to the hospital bed that my lover died in. And if you want to know why I was overeating, I may as well cut to the chase here. Um, I grew up feeling powerless. My father was a psychiatrist who um, hypnotized or drugged and then sexually assaulted his patients. My mother was a narcissistic, hyper-feminine woman who wanted all the man's attention and was disgusted by gay men. And I happened to be a gay little boy. And I went down, she was a therapist, believe it or not. I went down to her office and told her, mom, I'm in love. Because it's not about sex when you're telling your mom you're gay and you're 15 years old. It's you're heartbroken. And she told my stepfather and said they were all disgusted with me and I'd go to a psychiatrist and have to be cured, you know. So I felt powerless and nobody was ever listening to me. And honestly, of all the steps, the step that got me the most was step five. And you think, what the heck is step five? Step five is reading it aloud to someone. And for a gay person to read aloud something that's personal and honest to someone. Is coming out of the closet again. So here's my farewell to, I wrote so many farewells because I lost so many people to AIDS. Goodbye to that boy in the bed beside Adams at Cabrini Hospital. You were so sick and the smell in that room hit me like a ton of bricks. I was 24 years old, 23 years old. Adam was dying, he was 26. I think he committed suicide finally because he was so sick. Adam said, well, he can't help it. Adam was from Mississippi. He was working as a hustler to support himself to become a hairdresser. He hitchhiked up from Mississippi. I understood how much it meant to him to offer care to you. It took him out of his own suffering for just a bit. I never really met you. You were bent in a fetal position most of the time under your blankets. But Adam told me you were very handsome and sweet and you were probably gone in no time, but you were there and you meant something to him and to me. You were there, we saw you. The sixth floor of Cabrini Hospital on the east side of Manhattan, every floor was just a boy dying of AIDS. Most of them were in their 20s. Some of them were up to their 40s, I guess. But I went there every day. I used to crawl into bed without him and just tell the nurse to fuck off and just sleep all night in his arms, you know, or in my arms. And I just wanted to say goodbye to some of those people and tell people that that happened, you know, that happened. I don't know if anyone ever went up in that hospital and saw it, but that happened. You know, AIDS happened and it left me devastated. And that's when I started to gain weight. And then I ran off to law school and became a lawyer and gained a lot of weight. And I lost 45 pounds and I thought I beat this, but I did it by starving myself and beating myself up. And it wasn't until I got here that I learned that you can do it with love. And, and um, so this has been an incredible voyage for me. And um, this is my 12th step. You know, I've said that before, but, you know, reach out your hand and mine, you know, put your hand in mine and together we can do what we can never do alone. And, and that's happened. That really happened to me. And, um, and, and 
I said once in a meeting, you know, thank you all for showing up for me because, you know, I'm going to keep showing up for you. And um, there's that responsibility pledge we all take, you know, I love that. I say it aloud. I always unmute and actually say it, you know, and I really do feel that um, I extend the, the, the hand and heart, you know, of OA to each one of you guys. And, Gentle reminder. Um, okay. I'll just end with some gratitude then. And, and uh, there are more steps, <laughs> but, I, but I guess I summed it all up. I mean, I guess the real, the real wind up here, guys, is just that um, it's a wild ride. It's an unpredictable ride. It's, a, it's an incredible um, bond with somebody else. I'm so grateful to my sponsor. I just can't even express it. I don't really even understand it. And that's why I want to do more of the 12 step so that I can understand why she did this and what it's meant to her because it's meant everything to me. And I also a great believer just in the basics of OA, just, you know, just the basic stuff, just, you know, I'm going to write a commitment that I'm not going to eat until dinner time. Um, just the basics of OA, just, you know, that's just the, the literature, just all of it, all those tools, all those tools we read, you know, those tools, there's a reason we read them. They work. It works if you work it. So thank you all so much. And thank you for giving me this time.